0: Welcome to the Enlightened Musician Podcast, a podcast all about the music business and learning how to turn your art into an equally successful business. Flipping the mentality of a starving artist into a profitable, sustainable career. Each week, we will interview someone that is excelling in their field and talk tips and tricks on how you can implement that for yourself. Because honestly, how can you know what you don't know until you've been Enlightened. All right, you guys, I'm so excited about another episode of The Enlightened Musician. And this one's a little differently. I'm differently. This one's a little different. I'm so excited today to bring on three friends. And these friends I specifically chose because I love talking uh, just music tips and tricks with them. So I thought the other day I was in a group and it was a Facebook group and they were asking release tips and strategies And I was about to write a whole entire paragraph, and I was like, you know what? This would actually be good just to have a discussion, and I asked a whole bunch of people to send in questions, which I got a novel's worth, so we picked a couple of them, and we're just going to discuss today and have a conversation. It's kind of going to be like if you were just sitting with us during our chats and kind of get to listen in. So I just want to take this moment before we dive in and let everybody introduce themselves, and I'll start with Tara first. All
1: right. Hello. I am Tara. Um, I am a professional session vocalist and songwriter by day. Um, I do a lot of writing for the EDM scene and a lot of top lining for that. And um, that's under my my name, Tara Louise. And then I also have a separate art uh, artist project called Arcana, which I'm currently building and working on, um, which is like dark pop, moody, kind of fun thing witchy vibe. Um yeah, and so that's that's me. I've also done some random things like I sang with postmodern jukebox and I've done Korean dance competitions and just random things like that. That's me. (laughs)
0: I I wish there was video because William is just like doing a dance and oh yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway. (laughs) So that's Tara. william you go next?
2: Okay, um, I'm William Neesmith, a singer-songwriter uh, from Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, by the time this airs, I will have, you know, you know three to five singles uh, released. So, you know, very much a new um, recording artist. Uh, also, Whoa. songwriter, been, you know, writing for several years. Uh, yeah, some lovely co-writes and, and projects with, with Lauren. So I'm happy to, to be on the podcast.
0: And last but not least,
3: <laughs> hello, what's poppin'? Um, My name is Monty. I'm an artist. I go by the name Monty the Hokage. Um, and man, I feel like I'm just a jack of all trades, um, sort of. So, you know, like Tara said, I'm a regular artist by day, by night. I'm like an artist manager, a uh, film producer, graphic designer. I kind of dabble in a little bit of everything and I've had to, you know, to make my music work. So uh, yeah, that's me.
0: Nice. Yeah. So I'm excited. Like I said, they're at all different stages and they all kind of know what they're doing. So I'm just Gonna jump into questions. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. No, so this is also st- <laughs> No, uh, it's all stages, so I'm excited. Okay, so first one I got on the question mill uh, what steps should an unknown artist take to prepare their song for a release? Huh. Anybody, can
3: jump in and take a step. um, I could I can dive straight in there. Go for it. So I'm actually working on this right now with uh, my buddy who you know had a previous artist name, but you know he's starting over uh fresh so the big thing for me is now planning, planning, planning. I've spent a year just trying to like go with putting music out and then doing that and that's probably the worst thing you can do. So my best advice for an unknown artist is maybe secure a crew of, you know, twenty to thirty of your friends that you're super close with and you know are willing to like ride for you and if you put out music they're willing to really like help you push it, uh, um, and tell them your plans, you know, kind of get the things out of the way that maybe are good, maybe are bad. Um, and then just work on a great strategy, a plan, something to really push out there to get your name on the horizon and keep building it up. You know, it's a slow and steady process.
2: Definitely. Um, I would say, and this is assuming that the music, um, is great. So, I mean, the strategy might be step one, but <laughs> step zero, <it's> to <laughs> make sure that your music is good. And you might think yeah. it's great. And your mom might think your music is great, but you know, um, there are probably several local producers, wherever you are in your area. Um, if you don't mind, you know, like let them hear it or, you know, um, go to people that, that do music and sound production for a living and get their opinion on, uh, how they feel about the, mm-hmm. the song, because, you know, if you put out a song that is not at a very good quality and you try to get a fan base and things around that, it's going to be harder to convince people down the road that you, you know, are capable of putting out quality music. You may guess- lose them for life.
3: I guess my hope was that those 30 people would tell you if it was bad or good. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say, definitely. if your crew doesn't tell you if it's good or bad, you need to set up a different crew as well. Get get friends that will be blunt be like, dude, you going to make a fool of yourself with this release. Like, seriously, you got to get people like that. And I think <laughs> that's a good point to even point out before starting. Mm.
2: <laughs> Underline bold. Um you know ride
0: for you like <laughs> yeah, with big quotes lie there Lie for you but ride for you so yeah yeah yeah. tara did you have anything on that could you repeat the question yeah i said what steps should an unknown artist take to prepare their song for release oh so brand yeah. new out the gate
1: yeah yeah i would say um definitely uh ha- have a plan as the other guy said like You if you you could just throw a song on Spotify or on SoundCloud, but it's not nothing's going to happen unless you actually create like a strategy and like decide who you are as an artist and how you're going to represent yourself and what your brand is. So it's like kind of do the soul work on that before you just throw it out there would be my advice.
0: All right. I'm going to go to the next question too. Oh, sorry. I had one one
2: little thing. Um, So if strategy is the umbrella here, like one of those little nuggets underneath there is um, like your socials. So like um, there are many elements to like a a successful release, but if you are, if you already kind of have a presence on social media and you're thinking about making that or like transferring that into your music presence, um, do some inventory. See what your Twitter looks like. See what your TikTok looks like. See what your Instagram looks like. Delete any you know irrelevant stuff or stuff that you know people coming in and say, "I oh wait, I thought he was this kind of artist." This is giving me cognitive dissonance. Um, really clean up your your website, your and all of your your social things before you start posting about the new music. And if if you feel like you know it's just so different from what you've been putting out um then create new uh accounts
0: honestly speaking on that because that was one thing when i was establishing doing a little bit of a different genre twist i took down a lot of things because visually when people see something they already determine what you are just by that first visual so if you see someone with like the neon lights that of has the cast shade on their face they're probably going to be pop r&b like you already know mm-hmm. if they have a cowboy hat they're going to be country so if there's any like determining factors in your pictures or social media or anything that you have that leans in an opposite direction than what you were wanting to portray. You've already knocked out some people that would have went and listened to your song. They're like, oh, they have a cowboy hat. I really like R&B music. So this ain't going to be me. And the opposite as well, you might get people hopping on me like, this is going to be country. I'm so excited. And they're like, what is this (laughs) Mm R&B? So really establishing your brand and your identity before you even push anything out there. Because a lot of times what you're doing is pushing the image before you even push the sound, so I think that's a very good point to make in case. So people listening when you're unknown, Unless make sure that the in the back.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
0: was thinking, uh, it
3: was literally like, I was like, as soon as she said country, I was like, well, I don't know if that really applies anymore. <laughs> now the, if I see country, I'm like, oh, this is a trap
2: song.
0: I <laughs> oh, mean, I'm okay with this transition as well too, because I like trap music more than country. <laughs> um, okay, so that being said, we've already done this. What is, it says, how do you get your song noticed by potential fans? So we're trying to gain new fans. What are some tips and tricks to actually get new people in? Mm -hmm. That's the question, (laughs) isn't it?
3: Um, I think I would probably tell you to create a fan finder campaign. So um, for the most part, everybody knows what they want to sound like or what their music sounds like. So let's go back to the 30 people method. So if I have... 30 people that I've sent my music to, maybe I'll ask these people, hey, write a list of 10 people you think that sounds like. So for me personally, my music, if you listen to it, uh, it probably comes along the lines of Amine, Kyle, Smino. I don't know if you know who those people are, but if you do, you know these people are kind of in a soulful pop rap, kind of in their bubble of music. So me knowing that, um, I'm going to go do some research. I'm going to go see who these people's Fans are, what these people's fans like, where they're located, where I'm most likely to find these people. Um, and then I'm going to build my market off of that. And then, you know, eventually it'll branch out. If you think you're Drake, don't start out thinking you're Drake because Drake makes 90 different types of music, but he's also individually built um, a brand within these. Each uh, prospect, so that's why when Drake drops an album, you know maybe half of it's rap, half of it's R and B, half of it's uh, um, UK music. But he's built these individual markets, so he can do that. But you, Mister No So, you can't do that. If you if you come out with a little Nas X song and then come out with ah, I'm gonna shoot up your whole neighborhood, you're you're gonna lose everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And an element to the targeting, um, and again, goodness, this, this sort of Facebook, Instagram um, advertising, it's changing every day. Apple has sort of cracked the whip, and so that might affect the way that um, this goes across. But I have used um, Facebook and Instagram advertising uh, with this sort of hyper-targeting um, thing. So um, you can use the um, uh, user data from people on Facebook. So you can see if they're like people that are interested in Spotify or interested in Apple Music and interested in very specific um, artists that are related to um, your sound. And um, you create these little ad sets, you create like a maybe, you know, 10 to 15 second advertisement that would go in um, an Instagram story or on an Instagram feed, um, you know, that would target, you know, uh, potential fans that can cross over to Spotify or, um, Apple music and sort of connect with your music that way.
0: Yeah. I was going to say for Tara too, I'd love to talk about, and someone even wrote that about finding niches and whatnot. You recently just built a little bit of a TikTok following and building a new brand via, a novel so like what's another that's another path of even promoting your song if you want to talk about that for a second would be
1: fantastic yeah um so i was asked the question um I was talking to somebody about marketing and how I could find some fans for myself and my music and they were like, this was Larry Mickey. And he was like, well, what do you like? Like, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, it has nothing to do with music, but I like to read YA novels and like this, like, you know, like I love fantasy and all that. And so he's like, okay, maybe there's a way to kind of like combine those two worlds. And then I was like, oh, you're on to something here, buddy. And so I basically ended up making a song that was like based off of the book that I was reading at the time, which happened to also kind of be blowing up on TikTok. So it worked out in that I got involved in the, the TikTok niche, like the book talk niche, where there was already a community of people who are interested in the thing. And then I just went in and I started like engaging with them. And then I was like, Hey, you guys like this thing. Here's my music mixed with this thing you like. And it started to blow up. And, um, yeah, so I honestly just, found found um, something that I was already generally interested in and like I would have naturally probably gotten into the book talk community anyway, just as a fan, because that's just a thing that I like. But then as a side product, I was like, oh, also I make music. Let's see what happens. They liked it, um, and now I'm building up a fan base of people who are just like me, who like YA novels and also like dope pop music. So it kind of kind of works. What's out. your
3: TikTok also? Because I'd love to like go through this.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, um, it's really cool. The whole thing. it's 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 awesome. It's a little um, embarrassing, but because <clears throat> I like wear <laughs> wigs and do stupid skits and stuff. But it's I.am.arcana. dot Arcana yeah
0: and you just started that how long ago it's a couple of weeks ago maybe like yeah, a, month a couple ago. Weeks in, and what was it it's like up to number wise followers just within <laughs> let's, let's see shall we um, oh, four, 14
3: 17 that's pretty yeah. good
0: yeah. it's not bad and that's with weeks that's i think
1: i literally started it i had like 23 followers and then i posted a video of a work in progress song um that was relating to the fandom
0: and then bada bang bada boom Yeah. And I honestly think this points out to both cases. Uh, A lot of times in businesses, they call this finding your avatar, which is that target audience. So if you can find one, what you particularly like to do and find people that kind of can relate to that on that level, not music. And if you can also find artists that sound as similar as possible. So you're already knowing that you're targeting these two people. I think that will reduce who you're actually shooting out to and actually sending it to the right people. And I, I did want to point that out in those both aspects, because when we were talking, we have a cell group. Uh, so each week we have a music group where we talk shop and we help each other out. And I think that's one thing, finding your artists that sound like you, but really niching down as much as possible. You will find those super fans. So it it just works automatically if you can kind of get that system, figure out who those people are, like Tara was saying, for a couple of weeks. It's just like, there you go. So that's a cool way of promoting songs. Did anyone else want to add to that before I like keep – um, uh,
2: maybe speak a little bit to, uh, consistency and, uh, possibly batching, because I feel like that's the struggle for so many people. They want to embrace these apps, but they feel like they just don't have time. And they, they recognize that they have to post on a consistent basis, but it can feel a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone wants to share some tips for that. <laughs> I would add to that. Can you also tell us how often you
1: post? Hmm. Uh, right now honestly it's really sporadic um like w- maybe once a day once every other day if I so, if I've it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible it's not terrible but like if I got really consistent with it and I actually like got my stuff together and like batched and like let it like I I could grow exponentially because the great thing about TikTok is it just constantly rewards you for everything that you do. So it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even like, honestly, like quality is important, but it's more so like if you just, if you post it, it's going
0: to find somebody that wants to see your post. So yeah. Mm-hmm. When, well, if we're talking about batching too, one good thing, cause I love batching later.com just actually um, now have integrated with TikTok. So mm-hmm. you can actually Batch multiple material and schedule it to post automatically with your hashtags and everything at the right time of day. You want it, even while you're sleeping. Uh, And it will do it automatically. So it does it across every social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, you know, any of those platforms, TikTok now. And that's a good way too if you kind of want to, you know, batch any of that stuff. I love batching. It's my favorite. So yeah. Mm Does anybody else want to talk about that? Because I could talk about batching all day.
2: Um, as I guess as it relates to um, the single release, if you have uh, video clips that you want to post, maybe clips from your music video or clips from your lyric video or clips, like teaser clips that, okay, the single is coming out next week or the single is coming out tomorrow, doing all that um, in advance, maybe in the same Premiere Pro project or something, um, so that you know the fonts are the same, the style kind of looks the same, And you've got the content um, sort of ready to go uh, when you need it.
0: Well, let's talk about that because I was looking to see if anyone asked this question. Not one question people ask. When you think of a release strategy, what does that entail? What are some things that you need to have before you even think about releasing a song? Because everyone's talking about how to find fans, how to do whatever, but they haven't even talked about the content prior. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of talk about that. Because I think that's a big space mystery now. Content is so
1: important because um, otherwise nobody's going to see you. And it's so, I don't know about you guys, but like it it feels strange to have to like post a thing multiple times, but it's like you have to do it because the way the algorithms work, like you post something, maybe seven of your friends saw it. It's just like, you never know who's going to see it and how it's going to reach and what's going to work. Like i have I've found that, photographs on facebook um get a lot more engagement than videos or posts or anything else like a picture is like for some reason that does it um especially if it's like of uh, a face but anyway uh, maybe that's just like a a thing (laughs) of like being a female and you like look pretty and then that just facebook loves that but anyway um yeah getting your content together beforehand helps a lot because you need to, you need to post a lot about it um, or else nobody's going to see it. That's just that. Mm. I mean, unless you run ads for it, but it's like, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, One thing I would probably throw to that is just know what you're doing. So like, let's go back. Since we're already talking about little Nas X before, let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. So when he was doing old town road, originally before it popped off, the kid was on uh, Twitter and like Reddit, like every day for i think it was like nine months creating memes and like posting about this song and it's like we got to understand uh i know we're in an age where you know you gotta put 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 a ton of music out but it's like man if you think something is a hit and everybody around you think it's a hit and you really want to put time into it that's the type of stuff you gotta you gotta honestly do and maybe if you're not doing that like there's other ways to go around it. So like in marketing plans that I tell people to create, like maybe have like gaps and rooms and understanding that like something that could happen that could add to your whole campaign. You know what I mean? So I had a song that like it's been in a lot of YouTube videos. So it's like, man, this is too easy for me. Screen record a YouTube video, post
1: a YouTube video.
0: (laughs) Mm. I know you kill it on the social media game too. And like, a lot of people support you and like really pump that up. So you definitely should check out his social media as well. He's always killing the game. Uh, I know for real. I loved, uh, we actually met a little while back and I think you did a lot of your social campaigns and it accidentally hit uh, Canadian markets. Like when oh, you were first- yeah. uh, And I'd love for you to talk about how you actually took that and made it into a positive. And actually, I know you went to Canada and played some shows because oh of it. Oh my but gosh. Going so this- with, just knowing things can be imperfect and going with it. This
3: is the the greatest story ever for me. So like, man, I I when I was doing uh, Facebook ads a long time ago, um, the ads were horrible, but I was just going off of like what I saw on YouTube. So I set it up and I end up like building this crazy market in Canada and like Australia and like having a bunch of people like come in from that and like it turned into like me getting tons of fans from like Canada. And then ultimately like me ended up playing a festival in Toronto uh, um, and meeting like a bunch of like artists up there. But it was so, it was so crazy because I was horrible at like the ads I was doing and like they were, they were, you know, like me just learning the process, but like, Oh man, it went from like me taking that, um, that crazy thing and like really turning it into something. So even if, you know, you're just getting into ads and you don't have somebody that can help you out, like it can benefit you. Because like I said, I still have these people. Like I have, Um, this is a crazy story of my music career. And I think it'll always be until like something like changes that, but like, man, I did the festival in Canada and this, this kid comes up to me and this kid's like, hey man are you here for the show and I was like yeah bro I'm so excited or whatever and the kid's like I don't know if you heard this artist but I love his music and I came here for him and it was me the kid was talking oh. about and like I literally I'm crying on the inside because I've never like had this where I've met like a genuine fan in the middle of nowhere that I, I have no relation to um, and Yeah, so I just keep talking to the kid. I was like, yo, bro, the dude you're talking about is me, my guy. And and literally, it's my greatest music moment ever. That was the moment I was like, all right, like this really could be something.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so cute. And I love that because like, anyone listening right now too, a lot of things I think people find, and I know some of the people that were asking some of these questions, I kept seeing some of the same answers. They are so scared to start because they don't want to do anything incorrectly. (laughs) I think it's better to either – Waste a little money or like trying and putting yourself out there because there are happy accidents like that. But guess what? He's learned, and everyone else has learned how to actually pivot and do it the correct way. But you only learn by trial and error. So sometimes just trying to be overly perfect and waiting for the right moment, the right moment's never going to happen. Just like Mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. So I did want to point that out. Um, And I would add to what you just said that failing is okay. Uh, I've been doing this for three years,
3: and I think it's three years of failing, but like. It's been failure with, like, growth
0: every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody Spotify plays on here is evident that it's it's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> everybody here has been excelling so well. Um, one other person did ask, and I feel like we talked about social media a lot. If you could pick one social media platform or two. What do you think is the best one for marketing songs? I think TikTok, we TikTok. TikTok
1: definitely going to yeah. be TikTok. Um, I'm like Honestly. riding the TikTok train so hard right now, just because, and for this, for the simple reason that Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I don't use Twitter, but Instagram, Facebook, um, the algorithm is not in your favor. It doesn't want you to win. You're not going to find random fresh strangers like you're it's just not you're not going to build you're not going to grow just from adding a few hashtags onto your your post most likely um but um, unlike unless you're paying for ads or whatever or you're just a genius at like doing the whole Instagram thing I know some people can do it really well but TikTok does all that work for you in that like you just make the little silly video um the more raw the better like the more polished it is i've found is not necessarily the way to go like there's something about TikTok and raw content that just works and resonates with people and if you do that and you get the right hashtags i've found like three hashtags has been the most successful um it will it will do the work for you it will get new people to watch your content and it will try to help you do well so i'm all about that
3: what, what are these hashtags don't skip over that
1: i know right <laughs> I, well it depends obviously but like depending on the video like i found for my videos like three hashtags of like book talk, which is the general niche. And that's like a thing. And then like two other hashtags relating to the video. So like, usually I'm, I'm making songs about the book. So I'll include like the book as a hashtag and then like maybe one of the characters and like, that's it. And I think I don't, I don't know this for sure, but I suspect that like, if you just do a couple hashtags, you're not overwhelming whatever AI is, is promoting your video. And then it's kind of like, okay, like, this is the niche that they want to see it. I will bring it to that niche and then, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, can we I, also yeah. talk about great value TikTok, AKA Instagram Reels? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Honestly, I've started just posting reels, and the the last three that I did, most of them went over fifteen to three thousand. Like, oh. and they've been repurposed from TikTok. So, also let's talk about reels, and also talk about repurpose repurposing mm-hmm. content because you have to be on every platform, but sometimes be smart, pick the platform that right now is excelling, and then use it on every other platform. Mm-hmm.
3: So I have so. a great example of this too. Mm-hmm. So right now, I would I would probably say that like. Reels is better than TikTok. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say this is because um Instagram's in a place right now where they're trying to compete. So I have a friend uh, um that I'm close with. Um his name is Perry. You can uh look him up or I can see his profile or whatever. But this kid had maybe like nineteen thousand or something, something somewhere around there. He's a model. Uh, um, so a lot of people love this stuff beforehand, but Started doing reels and Instagram, I mean, uh, reels and then TikTok videos. And yo, because of the reels, he's at like 100k right now. Wow. And it's literally Instagram's at that opening stage where TikTok was, where like basically they want you to put stuff on there. And if you put stuff on there that they think people are gonna like, they're gonna blow it up. So that's where I, that's where I'm gonna get on to right now because I'm just seeing it over and over again of like people posting videos, regular videos, and them blowing up on there just because they're trying to get more people to reels. So they're going to, they're going to promote you that way.
1: Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I didn't know that was yeah. a thing.
2: I made a TikTok about like, uh, I have like a family tradition of creating these uh, gingerbread houses, but they're made out of graham crackers. And so like, I had a little mini like slideshow where I would like speed up the video of each um, family members uh, thing. And I made a TikTok for it. But then I put that same TikTok, same content on Reels. And you could, and I mean, like within five minutes, I checked my phone and it said, your Reel has a thousand plays. And I'm like, that can't be right. They must be talking about the other one that I posted like four weeks ago. They opened the floodgates for mm-hmm. like, I don't know two minutes, three minutes, and then close it back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was enough to just, you know, sprinkle, like, a huge dose of love. I mean, it's like if it were raining outside and they just, hmm, the, the clouds mm-hmm. open up all the way for, like, you know, a few minutes and then close back up, and it's like, hey. Damn. Yeah. And it's the same thing for repurposing
3: content. So something I would tell you, Tara, is that you got to get on Twitter. So, like, something I've realized is that almost tiktok and twitter are like going hand in hand right now so i know um a few people that like uh they make tiktoks um certain types of tiktoks or whatever but they also have twitter pages and it's like they're, they're just repurposing the content but telling the people tiktok there's a different version of what they had on twitter um and it's blowing up like crazy. So I have my song in a video uh um, that this girl posted I'm close with. So on TikTok the video got like um 10,000 like plays or whatever um and on Twitter it's at like 70k right now. Wow. And the thing the thing with Twitter is that like you just never know. Like it, you'll post the most random thing and for absolutely no reason it blows up. And every mm. celebrity in the world has seen it.
1: I love that. I love that about those those um, socials because that's not going to happen mm-hmm. on Facebook, but on the others again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, exactly. And speaking on that point too, and we were talking about kind of picking your poison in the first one and then repurposing There is an app that's called Ifttt, and it actually recreates native. Video and native. So, like, for instance, if you were to post it on TikTok or post it onto Facebook, it would natively create the version for the other platform without you having to do anything. So, like, people might think I'm on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter, but it always creates native posts. So, I picked the platforms to create videos from when it syncs so it will literally like the video that i posted on reels it will just upload it already and i'm starting to sync all that back up because i think we were talking about earlier it's really hard to tackle every platform so you know pick your one and then let it natively you know figure out which one's working for you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah everyone should check out that one because like i said you can sync that and you can test out each one and then start really just plowing through the one that's like killing it so smart Ifttt, you guys check it. Ifttt, I'ma write that down. It, it's like if, if then then this. I think that's what it is. So like Ooh. If you this yeah. Then, I just um, downloaded it. And it, like for instance, uh, I do a lot of sync stuff as well. So like for instance, if I'm listening to a song and I Shazam what's playing because I only Shazam songs that are on TV shows, it will automatically put a Spotify playlist uh, that says sync songs when I'm like researching. So like you can make it automatically do a lot of stuff actively. And so there's a whole bunch of like automations in it. It's the best, but they have another thing on that. So I digress. Let's go back into the conversation. (laughs) So, all right. Did anyone want to add anything to that before I keep pushing on? Cool. Okay. So when is the time to stop promoting a song and move on to the next project? Never. Or should, should you try to do both at the same time? I think this is a very good thing. Cause like right now I'm releasing an album and I don't know when to stop doing the single and go to the next one. Um, when should you, mm. should they overlap? What's your thoughts on that?
3: This is a hard question. I know, and but I,
0: it actually is a pretty good yeah, one. So yeah. I,
3: I the same thing. It's a, it's a great
0: question. Yeah.
3: I think the answer, like Tara said, is, Never, but it like I think it just instinctively happens at some point. Like, you should be, you know, if I put out a project with like six songs for me to not feel like I'm throwing the song in your face so much, maybe I'll, you know, jump through the songs, promote different things. Excuse me. But at the same time, I'm going to keep promoting that album like until, you know, my next song comes along and maybe, you know, still little hints of that album will pop up, but that's kind of just that's just kind of how I feel like it works in the artist life cycle of songs
2: mm-hmm. yeah I've heard that um and I can't remember where I heard it from, but like uh singles have a shelf life of you know six to eight weeks. so if you've got a if you've got that kind of setup where you know single number one comes out and then six to eight weeks later you put out single number two, um you know that might be a uh, an idea. So, you know, obviously you're, you're posting about it before the release and then after release. And if it just happens to take off and you find that people are still engaging with you and it's, it's relevant, then maybe instead of, you know, um, eight weeks, you go to 10 weeks or 12 weeks and let that breathe. Um, I'm sure a lot of hit songs, um, you know, ended up using that strategy if they caught on, you know.
0: Mm hmm
3: and i think that i think that ties into like replay value of your song too because like man i could listen for 12 months out of the year every day to a scissor song i mean it's just that good <laughs> yeah. very
2: vibey very viby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah 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 but if your song has got like a million percent replay value go
0: right i know and just kind of re- repurpose it. Like we were talking about the Nas song as well. It's just like he just kept repurposing, bringing different people on, doing different renditions because it was like people were listening to it and it was still on the top of the chart. So until it starts, just kind of like – I think everyone said it. Like you can you can tell when people are done with it. Like they're done. And you can tell when it's still hype. So I like that. We were talking about content earlier. This is a good question. Um, what kind of video content do you create for each song? Do you do coming soon videos? only lyric videos, full music videos. What's, what's the barrier? What do you guys think on that?
2: All the above. Oh, all the above. Oh, all oh, the above, yeah. above. Yeah. Again, it's, it's a matter
1: of like you have to get in front of people's faces as much as physically possible. What's the thing? It's like somebody has to see an ad like 11 times before they think about buying the product or something like that. So it's oh, like, the the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> coming soon, coming out, all of it.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it just the the only thing I would say depends is the style of how you do this mm-hmm. and that depends on the type of music that you make, you know what I mean? If you make rap music, you know, probably your coming soon is going to be a snippet in a studio, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you're Charlie Poof, your coming soon is probably going to be a TikTok video of you playing the song on the piano. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I like that point a lot of like also I mean, you could just make your coming soon just be like a photograph that says coming soon. But like if you can provide value as well as promote the single, if you can be like, hey, as the coming soon, here's a little behind the scenes. Here's how I made the song. Here's a snippet. Here's this is that something that is like enticing as opposed to just like, hey, by the way, my singles coming out. You know, obviously, if that's all you can do and you aren't able to, you know, make the extra content like that's chill. But I think that definitely is a good idea.
3: Yeah, and you know what? Something cool I just thought about because she said that is that like make it unique to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're funny
2: or you make book talks or something like, use that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I know. This is a random question, and it might just be like too far of a deep dive, Lauren. Feel Real free to like cut this out. Um, oh. So on Instagram, uh, nine block versus like extended photo panorama. Um, Oh, that works
0: so well for me too.
2: Yeah. So like, what are are your thoughts on it? I I prefer like the extended panorama because, you know, you get the swipe slow and people are like, oh, wow, this is so cool. So it's a carousel photo, but you edit it. So it's like seamless and it looks like one extra long photo that you have to swipe through to see as opposed Mm -hmm. to like a nine block. So a series of nine photos that looks really great when you get to your page and you see like a nine block of a.
1: A big mm-hmm. photo. I but hate it's, like, those little personally.
0: pieces. Um, oh, you, so I yeah, like I hate that. Not <laughs> you said yeah. I hate those?
1: I'm like, I'm, like, cool. There's, a, like, six photos on my timeline of, like, the corner of a screen or whatever. And then, like, and then it also is funky because, like, depending on how you post after that, like, it's only going to look good for a little while and then you post another photo and then the whole thing, but it's, yes. it's aesthetic, but I'm over it.
0: Yeah. I do agree with that. Like the nine post, I think like was, it had its due, like, leave it alone. Um, don't do it. Anymore. Yeah. But I will say these whole carousel posts, I did one of the first ones. And if you tell a story and like, for instance, if you only leave or if people know you have to swipe, I got so much engagement on that post and people writing and I told a story about the new song and the new album coming out and so they had to swipe to see each part and like one part had a video and one part people really get invested into that because they have to stop and go like what is this and swipe forward Mm -hmm. so that's something not a lot of people are doing but everyone I've seen do it it's been fairly well received especially when you don't do a lot of post on Instagram because I think it's not really common right now to post a lot doing stories per se, but like post, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I've heard
2: that you get another, like, um, like blowback the next day. If you have a carousel photo, technically they're going to be like three to five or up to 10 photos in that carousel. So on day one, you know, people are going to see the first, you know, section, but oh, the really? second day, Instagram snaps it back up for you and they show the second um, photo in the carousel. So it's getting a little extra value on um, a carousel post.
0: Mm. Which, by the way, I just wanted to talk about one tactic of getting people to see your content a little bit more on like Instagram and whatnot. I, would, I think William actually told me this the other day. Whenever people contact, like comment on something, like write back to them on the comments and then wait till you're gonna do your next post and then heart each one of them. So it like visibly shows your next post in the algorithm. Does that make sense? Don't
2: like their comment until you're Uh ready to post something else. Reply to them definitely. But Mm. wait until you post a new thing because they'll get the notification that William has liked your photo. And then they open up Instagram and then there's your new post. And they like that again, which makes that oh, Instagram oh, algorithm happy. Yeah. And it just kind of goes on and on from there. Oh, do you, that. Still, right. You've
0: still done your comment and you've I'm still responded. Yeah. It really works and it really pulls you back up. So the last couple of things I've posted it really. So anyone listening, like, cause it's hard enough yeah. with things not like TikTok and with rails to get that engagement. So yeah. That works awesome. It also kind of works in Facebook as well if you're on there. But um, anywho. So let's talk about another thing. And this one has a couple three-part question, but I'm excited about it. Have you reached out to influencers to help you promote your music? So this is all about influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you find that influencers that you connect with or how do you find those influencers? And is there any service that you feel um, you could use to connect influencers? So I guess the question is, Influencers, mm-hmm. yay nay. Do you think that helps market your career? What What's your thoughts on that?
2: So submit hub is like a crapshoot. Um, <laughs> you are literally just kind of taking a chance. Most of the people will say no, and uh, the majority of the people that say yes do not have the clout. Um, <laughs> but I found, like, of that huge pile, <laughs> as you whittle it down, you know, you can get a handful of like really good people and, you know, help it to to take off. So I would suggest if anyone is like, you know, just starting out um, to just give it a try. I mean, it's very relatively cheap to get started. I think you can get, um, you know, 30 or 40 credits for about $30 and then you can select um, based on your genre, um, either blog curators that you want to talk to, Spotify playlisters, And then they're starting out with TikTok influencers. The last time I was on there, they were giving away like, or they had like a very good discount because they're trying, that's a very new feature to them. Like if you get three credits worth of whatever you get, like an additional credit, like they really want you to to check Mm -hmm. that out. I think um, what I found is that the best way is
3: to not so much market, but, and this is, this is a long play. So it's going to, it's going to work the best but it may not be the best for you in that moment is build relationships with those people and like, let it naturally happen or like the best, the best way that I've seen influencer marketing happen is through YouTube. Like, yeah, Oh my gosh, this past year I put out maybe like five songs and like, f- no, six songs and five of those were on a project in January And I feel like the whole year was just influencer marketing on that one project. And I've seen so many benefits from it and from like huge people. So I've gotten a lot of followers on YouTube and um, Instagram. Like this past year, I started out this year with maybe like 200 and something YouTube uh, um, subscribers and maybe like... um, 1800 like instagram followers something like that and i think on instagram i'm at like 27 something and on youtube i'm at like 910 and that's like that's like crazy because your first one uh thousand youtube followers is i swear the hardest to get yeah but it's it's all been from like other youtube channels like them like using my music or like them like following me and like promoting me and i have one guy that's got like Freaking 1.5 million followers that loves my music. And like we talk all the time. I put something out, they'll throw it on their story. Boom, 80 people come.
0: I know. I was going to comment on that too, on one thing. So with YouTube, I found kind of some success within the gamer community and a lot of different. So I came out with like a song called run and it's very like epic sounding. So it's like used on every world of Warcraft. Like a couple of them have like 200,000 views and like it pumps up so many things and they added me to their Instagram and Instagram, their Spotify playlisting. Um, another thing I found recently was people that draw lyrics So people that draw lyric videos, like artists. So if you can find them, but as far as that YouTube community, a lot of them, if you just go into their about and make sure you don't have your content ID on, or at least whitelist it if you do for that person, so they don't have the... Video taken down, so you can either not do content ID or make sure that account is whitelisted. But um, and they're about they usually just have their email, and I've never been charged by any YouTube, unlike some influencers. Uh, side note: speaking on that, I'm gonna put a new one out there that I just started testing out for influencer marketing called Breaker, and it's for TikTok and Instagram marketing and it's doing very well. It's like $10 to 300, depending on what it is. Um, but like I had this one TikToker, I think it just got put up and it was over like 20,000 in less than an hour. Oh, it uh, works. People, yeah, it definitely it did. So they've been now, emailing
3: me, but I haven't known if I should. Do yeah, it.
0: I, I'm testing it out. So I will let everyone know here uh, if it actually results into followings. Mm-hmm. So I've already had people like following on other platforms besides TikTok, which kind of is ironic, but Whatever. Um, so, I don't know how successful some of those are, honestly. Um, a lot of times, I think you're throwing a lot of money towards the sky. But um, yeah, I do want to talk since we're talking about YouTube marketing. Tara recently just got um, YouTube a dance troupe to do her song. Did that benefit? Oh, yeah. Like, how did that go? yeah. So, <laughs> This is extremely random. Um,
1: I was just a fan of this dance group. They're a Korean dance crew, and they're incredible. And uh, when my song came out, my first song, Stockholm Syndrome, I went to their YouTube and I just contacted them, and I was just like, "What do you guys charge, like, for a video?" Because I know they, I know they charge. It's like a huge dance team. They're they're huge. They've got really big numbers, um, and so. They wrote back and they were like, oh, like some extra, very, very high number. And I was like, cool, (laughs) good to know, good to know. Cool, 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 cool. And then that was it. I just wanted to know, like on the off chance, if it was something, you know, I was like, okay, that I could save up for or whatever. But then... They wrote back to me. I didn't even send them the song. I was just like, what do you guys charge? They wrote back to me and they were like, so we listened to Stockholm syndrome and we love it. We want to make a video for it. Um, and in exchange, like if you could just whitelist the video so we can keep the the profits from it. And I was like, <laughs> yes. So that <laughs> happened. Um, and it's got, they've made, they ended up making like four different videos with the song of like a one shot take and like the dance rehearsal take and like, blah blah blah. It's amazing. And all together has over a hundred thousand like plays if you combine the videos and stuff. And um it's been I think I got an extra maybe like I want to say like ten thousand streams on Spotify and yes. like probably I don't know how many followers on Instagram. That one's hard for me to track, but
0: it's definitely like it it helped. It's it's going great i like youtube y'all i think it's sounding like a lot of youtube is doing really well as far as the other people using your content
3: yeah and i think for you personally like not you or but just whoever this is to like youtube can work for you like in terms of like building up like if you can build up a youtube channel that's where you'll have the most loyal fans ever like out of all these platforms like if I had a YouTube channel with a million subscribers, I put out a song and go tell them to listen. I can expect the first day that song's out, it'll probably have 300K on something like that. That's because, like, these people, like, I, I don't want to say that they are like, they just do what you tell them to do, but they're loyal people, you know? Like, YouTube is TV now. So it's like, if, If my favorite creator says they've done something, you know, and maybe I'm going to expose myself here a little bit. You know, I I like the Paul brothers. I think they're they're great at marketing. So, like, I I really play close attention to the things that they've done. And I've literally watched like Jake Paul build a music career out of nowhere. Like the songs, the songs were bad, too, at first. (laughs) They were they were like really bad. But, like, man, these horrible songs that maybe whoever's song out there is better than, we're still getting millions of views because he was telling his YouTube list watchers, listeners, whatever, to go play it. And they did.
0: Yeah. I mean, it does prove a point, too. It's a lot harder to build a following on YouTube. But if you can find people that already have that established following, they're kind of like cult followings. If they hear a song, they're like, you should check this dude out. They're going, and that's why you get more, and they're more susceptible, and like play on the whole TikTok and Instagram reels, and like build those fans that easily put it in front of people's faces. Go from both angles and try to see which one works best for you as well. Anybody want to add anything to that? Just that it's it's definitely valuable, and
1: you should do it. Like, and it's it could take some time of like building that relationship, like reaching out to that creator or whatever. But it's like it could definitely it pays off.
0: Yeah. And also I did forget about, if we're talking about Instagram marketing, not Instagram, but like TikTok and whatever, there's a bunch of different Facebook groups that I found uh, that they literally just sell themselves. Like, hey, for $40 a post, I'll do a song, blah, 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 blah. There are out there, but honestly and truly – I don't know how much value it holds. So I wouldn't put all your stock into putting everything in there. I do think like YouTube does great. Submit Hub for certain things does really well depending on your song and what day it is. And, you know, <laughs> you just never know with Submit Hub yeah. in a lot of these places. So just be careful. Don't put all your eggs in that influencer basket. Also, to
1: that point, yes. like, And also you need to be – careful about who their audience is because this guy may have you know 400,000 followers but they are all interested in golf they're not interested in dark pop music or whatever and like I had a guy um reached out to me and was like hey we did like a a trade of like i'll do some vocals for him and he'll promote me on his tiktok and he had like 400k followers and i was like that can't hurt Mm -hmm. um but nobody cared like none of his followers cared about the video he made with my song and it didn't do anything so it was like it can't just be anybody and just numbers it also like you need to look at the audience and make sure it makes sense
0: yeah, which goes all the way back to your brand and your niche. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't align, so I think maybe even when you're starting your release plan and your strategy, set up your brand, like just write it down, write who you sound similar to, what your audience is, write your avatar down, and if those influencers or people that are looking to market and trade stuff, they don't match at all, just say no, like it's not going to help. Yeah. So, to that point. Yeah. I do like that. All right, the question above all questions that everyone keeps asking. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I know Spotify playlisting and how uh, Spotify playlisting. How have you done it? What do you find the tactics are? What do you think of it? Um, Of these activities, which do you find to be the most vital to drive increased through traffic to Spotify?
3: Oh man. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you right now to everyone's out there. That's listening. uh, Participate at your own risk right now. We're, we're we're in a, we're in a period where, Spotify is basically if you're if you're getting fake streams and they try to blame it on DistroKit, but it's not DistroKit, it's Spotify. Like at this moment, they'll drop your song. And I know people personally, artists in my circle that have gone through this and it's like soon as they find out, they'll take everything off and they'll say, Hey, we'll put it back up you gotta prove that this isn't fake. We wanna know where every stream came from. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, you can't track those streams down. So it's like you might have just worked super hard on a campaign that you thought was great, but you messed it up. Now, on the flip side of that, playlisting is awesome if you can do it rightly. So one great example, um, which will end up costing you money, is you know if you want to go through playlists of what you think you sound like, go get Chartmetric Premium, and every single playlist that you think might work You need to put it in there and you need to figure out the statistics of these playlists. So if a playlist is going radically up, down, gaining, losing, fake, don't do it. If a playlist has had steady growth throughout its entire time and it has a bunch of active listeners, then that's probably the way to go for you. And the thing that I found out that I've found to work is these huge playlists, just, just leave them alone. You, you think it's great for you to get on something that has three, four hundred thousand? Don't do it. Leave them alone because nine times out of ten, they're, they're not real. But these playlists, you know, got a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people on it. These are the ones that are like real people. And these people have grown these playlists for years on end and are real. So I found a playlist off of Twitter, which I just submitted, got on it. Playlist only had, you know, like. 3,000 people on it. But like, I watched this guy build this playlist on Twitter telling people, hey, you follow this playlist. Your song has a potential to come on here.
0: We're
3: listening. I've seen this guy grow this. That playlist got me like 4,000 streams.
1: Mm.
0: Yes. You're doing well on the streaming count too. So I definitely agree. And a lot of the things with a lot of things that were happening, people were hiring companies that They had no earthly idea. They just didn't. So also be very careful of hiring people. And I think a lot of people are finding this out. You know, you have to be really careful and even hiring people that say they do stuff. Just be careful. Oh, and (laughs) And one thing I was thinking
3: about that is because like I, I did that before, but like for the thing about me that I got so lucky is like majority of my streams have come from discover weekly. So it's like, Oh man, uh, what is Spotify going to tell me
2: that the, (laughs) hundred thousand <laughs> streams that they gave me last year was fake it's right. you gave it to me right <laughs> yeah my last single got picked up by um release radar i thought that you have I know you follow me. everyone just to um that release radar is made up of people only the people that the artists follow but like spotify will throw in new artists you might like mm-hmm. um and they just did that like and i was like
0: oh no what's going on here and i'm
2: like Lauren Warren yeah. had to tell me. It was like, "It's mm-hmm. all good." Really.
0: <laughs> it was funny. He wrote me. He was like, "I think somehow I got fake followers because he just." Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and I, was like, I think the song's just good. Um, you're fine. Yeah, no, 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 no.
3: no. I'll let I'll let Tar say something, and then if you want, I can talk about like that.
1: Yeah, I would love to talk about that too. This is an interesting subject. Um, actually, why don't you, why don't you go for it? Say what you're going to say.
3: Um, I was just going to say so that people understand the way it works it's like if spotify puts you on any playlist, or they put you on discover weekly or release radar you need to quit whatever marketing plan you've set up and focus on getting everyone and their mother that you know to listen to your song on those playlists mm-hmm. because that's how that's how they end up working so discover weekly spotify or release radar it's the same thing so It'll, it'll sprinkle your song in there, and if the people that initially follow you or the people that it thinks like listen to it, and they, they listen to the song, and they play it, this is that first week. They're, Spotify's going to—the AI that does all this crap, is going to be like, oh, okay, people like this. So then they're going to sprinkle it to a little bit more people, people that they think may like this, uh, Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe they will. And if those people are like, yo— I love this song, and they keep playing it, and your people keep going and doing it. It'll just be a chain reaction. So, one month off of Discover Weekly, I got 20,000 plays on a song, and it's literally this chain reaction of like people just keep going and doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So far what worked for me um, is not hiring um, humans or people to do the thing um, because anything that guarantees plays is uh, lying. So that is just straight up. Yeah. You can't, there's no way around it. You can't just guarantee like, Oh, you give me $40 and I'll give you a thousand streams. It don't work. Don't buy it. Um, But Basically, yeah, I did some research on playlists myself. I found a couple that were, um, as Monty said, like in a reasonable range. There was like, you know, a few thousand listeners or something like that. Nothing crazy. Um, And they had an email in their bio. And so I emailed them and I was like, hey, um, here's my song for your consideration. Would love it if you could put it on your playlist. And then one of the ones that I got on was um, like some, you know, sexy time playlist for Stockholm Syndrome. And that honestly like helped me like helped me blow that song up because before I even got the cool dancer YouTube videos with it, um I'd gotten the song up to like fifteen thousand just from like that. And then it ended up from that playlist it got put on to like some other like Kylo Ren like Wattpad playlists and like just worked out. So that that's been successful for me so far. Like doing the whole um submitting to editorial playlists like i i do it for every release but i haven't seen any any results of that yet i think i suspect that that um is kind of like i think i think spotify starts with like giving your song to discover weekly and to um you know those kinds of uh playlists and then once it builds from there it'll probably start throwing you onto the the other big boy editorials but that's yeah
3: just- and that's um that's widely based off of like your niche too and like oh man i'm kind of i'm kind of mad because like last year i screwed myself in that so when i i when i started making music and the music i make now is different so mm. like when i started making music the style of music that i was making was kind of like a uh, christian hip-hop uh, um, type of music and man spotify loved it so it was on like editorial playlist every release like mm. it was it was so great and then i started making like pop pop rap like in that sphere and no more editorial out the window but like you know obviously the ai comes in so then discover weekly and release radar and now i feel like i've been kind of making this in this bubble that maybe it'll pop back up but like that's how that's how it ultimately works it's a pond and like spotify throws your stuff into a section of this pond and if it fits like it starts branching this thing out and if you go off somewhere else in the pond they're like what are you doing buddy <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's not where you should be
1: yeah i think that's really important um branding wise and like if it, it obviously like as a creative i think a lot of us feel like we want to be all 10 billion things at once and like I like to have songs that are R&B and songs that are pop and songs that are rock and songs that are whatever but it's like you want to kind of like work with the algorithms like work with the AI you know like work with Spotify and how it's going to promote you like try not to overload it with 10 different genres be like hey I'm dark pop okay and also I'm still dark pop here's this dark pop song in case you forgot (laughs) I'm still doing dark pop Um, and I think that can help with yeah staying in in your side of the pond and just like yeah it's like help yourself by helping um the algorithms help you yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i agree um going back uh one way to tell if a spa um you know, I guess nine times out of 10, generally, like if a playlist is fake, um, so you're looking on your, your Spotify for Artists um, app or well, specifically on the desktop. So I think that's the only way you can see it. Um, when you go to the playlist and you see that the amount of listeners is the same amount of streams, there's a very good chance that you're on a fake playlist. Now, if the if you only have like, you know, two listeners and two streams, don't panic. I mean, this is like if, if there's just one uh playlist that's just do- out here like doing front flips and you know you've got uh 3000 listeners and 3000 streams uh oh <laughs> um and I don't know if you're in a place uh if maybe if you submit it to them if if, if you can contact that person and, and get removed like most definitely it's a huge you know red flag
0: yeah I love it. Well, that brings up a question. What's your thoughts on PR versus self-promotion? All the above.
2: Oh, all the <laughs> above. Yeah. So,
0: it can be different qu- answers for everybody. Uh, yeah. I've been dealing with both now. I yeah. just have I've been working with three PR companies this year. Mm-hmm. Um have had a nightmare experience and two good ones. So yeah. I'd like to hear what everybody else's thoughts are. There's a scene in
2: this little short called prep and landing where um, it's like a Christmas movie about these elves that work on the naughty and nice list. There's a scene where they have to rev up the reindeer because the reindeer like are the engines and they like pull down an elf and the elf just like, is like, yeah, yeah. To like rev up the reindeer. All of that elaborate story was to say that, like, you've got a lot of people in your own backyard, in your own camp, that mm-hmm. you can hype up to get ready for your release. Like, it's a lot cheaper to get your, you know, friends and family and people that kind of know you that may like your music to cross them over and convert them into fans than a complete stranger. So mm-hmm. do not, you know, your pond might not be as big as, like, the Spotify's potential pond or Facebook's, you know, potential pond, but... You know, definitely, uh, you know, value that that pawn and do what you can. And then, um, you know, on the PR side, obviously they can do more. But yeah, so what I've uh,
3: come to figure out is that like PR campaigns aren't necessarily worth it unless you are someone more near Lawrence area, because like for a PR campaign to make you feel like something's come out of it. Man, you got to be putting like three thousand or more dollars into it, and if you're a new artist with three thousand dollars, you shouldn't be putting that in a PR campaign. Mm -hmm. There's other things that you can do with that, but like, that's just what I've come to realize that like trying to do these PR campaigns off of like four hundred bucks or less doesn't really work unless you're hitting someone up that like is damn near me. You know what I mean? If you're, unless you're hitting somebody up that like knows small ways and can help you move in small increments with that money, but you got to understand it's going to be small increments. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're expecting to put your first song off and out of nowhere, 50,000, a hundred thousand plays, man, you're on all these blogs, etc., like that. Those people that do that, they're connected in some way with somebody else or they paid thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I also think if, when it comes down to like, okay, so you have a budget of this amount of money, as far as, making that money go as far as it can i i haven't seen results from pr campaigns as much as like you're probably better off spending that money like just getting paying a really decent influencer to like make a post about your song or whatever like yeah i don't know My experience has not been amazing on that side. It's been kind of like throwing money and being like, well, I could have done this work Mm -hmm. myself. I could have emailed blogs and I could have, you know, like it. Yeah. So in my experience, not yet. It hasn't worked out just yet. Until I have yeah. a few grand that I can throw at something. But at the, but yeah, it's like at that point, I'm like, well, I've, if I had a few grand, I'd rather just like make music videos and like get a super dope dance team to do another video. Because it was like, I know that that dance team is going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of, of views
2: to my song. So, yeah. 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 And I know like the Facebook, IG or Business Suite thing is like PR-esque, but I have seen a lot of um, success with that. And yeah. then, you know, specifically... You can, you know, like with with the targeting. If you know that like a certain age range is going to love this, if people that are interested in this, this and that, what was the, the app name? Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, this and that, like, yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. be very interested in that. Um, and just really getting that targeting down for five dollars, ten dollars a day on the first week of release, you will just like, you know you will make your your uh, your totals go crazy and connect with real people. And what is it like the Spotify rap thing? It was really cool. Cause I mean, I had essentially one song cause they cut it off at like the end of October, but my song had gone to like, you know, 60, 70 countries. Who's doing that as like an artist for like one release because of Facebook, because <laughs> I, you know, uh, mm-hmm. marketing it to people that were interested in this thing all over the world and i have people like that hit me up in my dm like someone from like australia was like man i really love this song it helped me with my anxiety and i was like what so that i guess it brings it back full circle um, to monty's story of like the the, uh, the person that came out to see you at a show um it's just a really good feeling so yeah i mean yeah. now who knows by the time this airs like um uh... <laughs> Um, Apple could have just like completely dismantled it. But um. yeah, (laughs) one thing I will say is that stroke of luck can happen. So just
3: just be ready. There's one song, my most popular song to this day. And my, my guy that I work with is like getting on my butt now about this. But like to this day, I think the max amount of money I've put into that song is... Two hundred and like fifty bucks, nice. and that song has gone through the roof.
1: Yeah,
3: and like terms of everything, and it has provided back like times twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So like strokes of luck is real. Yeah.
0: Agreed. And also, there's one thing I don't think a lot of people mention, but it's been pretty good on this campaign that I've been doing. um Especially if you're not really getting big into sync, but you kind of if you do some micro sync where you actually get your songs placed in um, stores. So like, for instance, if you get it in the grocery store, if you get it in um, like the TJ Maxx, the world's, there's a whole bunch of different places where you can actually submit to do that on this last one. I actually submitted out for my album that's coming out. And right now, one of the songs called 2005 is doing really well in the UK. So people keep shazamming the song and they can't find it, but they find me because the store actually has my name circling on like this little, kiosk thing that shows the different people that are playing for the licensing reasons and um, they keep messaging me and being like when is it out but if you guys can actually find some places that you can do that and you actually get monetized for every time they play it in the store and I get like a, a percentage every quarter it's not a ton but the people that come and shazam the songs incredible right now I also had a song called countdown to midnight which is a better showing of this and it was played in a whole bunch of grocery stores so during the holiday season so I had hey, a lot of more- <laughs> Yeah, New Year's Eve song. So, and I have a couple Christmas songs. So if you think about that, there's a couple platforms right now. My brain's kind of um, mushing on it, but I'll put it in the liner notes, a couple of these places you can submit to, and they're free to submit to. Um, and you usually get a royalty free. There is one other place that you can do it to. You don't get any money back, but um, they will actually pitch your um, songs to every um, like CD um, place, like sort of the best buys and the like the different things like that, where they'll play it in different places like that around the world. So that's another little, it's free to do submit one time and they distribute it out to different people. So I'll put those in the liner notes as well because that's been a cool tactic recently that costs like no money. It costs zero money mm. to do. It might as well. Yeah. So, anywho, let's see, we got like two more questions. Are you guys still good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your thoughts? And I think I in mind on independent radio stations for Airplay Radio at all. I, I have no experience in the area, so off to you guys. <laughs> I've had radio airplay. I honestly think right now it's a dead form, if I'm going to be honest, and um, maybe wrong. Now, if you're on podcasts and different things like that, yeah, go for it. Go for podcasters or people to use your songs and stuff like that. But as far as being on the radio, I wouldn't make that your goal.
2: Yeah, I think...
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Will.
2: Oh, no. Well, it's just... And I mean, i'm I might not be talking about the right like for real, for real, like you get royalties every quarter, kind of uh, radio airplay. It's been more like the internet radio kind of thing mm-hmm. where you know, I don't know, like the the fan isn't really the fanship really isn't there. and it's almost like you have to do more legroom. like you have to bring all your friends to get them to listen to the to the show instead of them like you know actually making new fans for you from their their show mm-hmm. so I haven't had a lot of luck with it honestly
3: uh for me I think it's uh it's it's a hard to say if you're expecting growth out of this the growth is gonna be minuscule but like if you're expecting exposure then maybe it could help you out because it just depends where she's talking about we' are talking about college radio or are we talking about these random radios that everybody in the world has or are we talking about beats one radio because i know i know if we're talking about that latter portion mm-hmm. of it which they're not independent so i'm sorry if i broke that right there but like independent artists can get their music there and it's mm-hmm. like if your music's playing there i'm probably not going to hear it but an anr at columbia interscope something like that will probably hear it So it's like, oh, well, there you go there. And it's something that you'd have posted about or whatever. We're talking about college radios. Maybe that whole school's not going to hear it, but maybe a small percentage will. And also the person that runs music over that college will. And if they like it enough, you might get invited to the college. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I will say on that, because I play for a lot of colleges, um, it's really easy to find the database for all these. If you hire a VA and do a day and just let them bulk email all these people, like a little um, EPK of your song, and just do it one day, it will just take, you know. VA? a EPK, like virtual a, electronic press
3: kit. Oh, okay. Virtual assistant.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, sorry. A virtual assistant. Sorry. I, was like, I was like, what did she say? <laughs> uh, if you just get someone, you pay them for like an hour or two and say, here's the list. If you can just physically email or automate it if you want to. I love automating it. But I've done that. And a lot of times I play these places. And... People are like, man, I wish you would be on our college radio. And I was like, I just was before I and uh, before I showed up. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, they've been playing it for weeks. It's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So I think you're right. Just know what your your goals are. If it is to have some kind of A&R placement, whatever, go towards those things. Like, don't even play with the other stuff. If it's just to be on the radio and do you know, exposure, go for it. But I wouldn't waste all your time thinking you're going to get exponential growth Mm
2: -hmm. via
0: Spotify or any of those other platforms, your social media from that. Mm -hmm. But if
2: you want to grow out your like portfolio um, or have a section on your website and it looks official, like here's articles, here's shows where you've been featured, that that sort of thing can. Yeah, yeah.
3: Like when I was in the Greensboro newspaper, that was, I mean, that's not going to really grow my art, but it's like, holy shit, holy yep. shoot,
2: look at the cover. <laughs> I mean, nine times out of ten, like you post an article that features you and people love it. I don't know if they actually read it, but they'll smash that like button or react to it mm-hmm. and it blows up. That's to the point about the picture, I was featured in Yes Weekly and I got the actual paper and said, I'm so glad they have it in print and took a photo and it just front flips. like hundreds of likes in like 30 minutes because people like oh well he's on the paper smash oh well, yeah, he's and, in the paper and facebook is like okay we can push this out to more people and it's the pond thing yeah mm-hmm. okay this group likes it okay this group's gonna like it and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff yeah and that adds more to your like clout
3: than anything because then people start hitting yeah. you up and they're like oh man one day i want to be an artist like you you're so big and it's just like you just be like oh yeah
2: yeah
0: whatever. <laughs> it's true it's true mm-hmm. all right you guys i have like one final question because there's so much knowledge in here and if anyone's listening to this like you're welcome in advance <laughs> But, um, this was one question and there's two that kind of asked the same thing. It said, what's the best advice you could give someone or marketing secret tips that you found out or the do's and don'ts. So what's your best either don't do or do during a release marketing campaign?
2: Okay. Um, don't do it all. And this is not just promotion, but it's just, you know, um, it's everything because it can be very overwhelming. Do not do it all yourself. But at the same time, do not outsource all of it yourself. Find some things within the process that you are good at and realize very realize as soon as you can what maybe you're not so good at. Outsource the things that you're not um, as good at and work to get better. Go down the YouTube tutorial um, rabbit holes at 3 in the morning um, to learn how to get better. So for me, I love... Lyric video. Like, I love making lyric videos. I love making content and stuff. I've got a screen for Christmas. And so, like, I will sit there obsessively for hours and hours and hours and put that together. That's that brings me joy. That might not bring somebody joy. So, it might be great to go. And I can't believe we haven't mentioned this place. Fiber. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. Like, you can get so much other, like, additional content done. So, that would be my advice. But, you yeah, obviously plan, but then realize what. You know, you're good at what you can get better at and what you what is not bringing you joy and learn that as soon as you can and outsource um, yep. uh, accordingly. Yeah. yeah
3: and hybrid. one thing I would probably say is go, a- even if it's find one of us, find somebody who's like doing this music thing that like somewhat understands it and like tell them, hey, I want to pay you. For an hour of consulting, and literally, even though we're gonna, we might tell you stuff that you already know. You need to sit down with somebody, and you need to figure this stuff out. Because before you put out music, before you think you're gonna pop off on SoundCloud or whatever it is that's gonna happen, you gotta mm-hmm. figure this stuff out. If you can't do it yourself, find somebody to help you out.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would add. Um, On to uh, William's point of if if you're finding that you're getting stuck um, and something's not moving in the process of like you trying to put out your music, that I think is when you need to outsource. Like, that's like a rule for myself is if I find that I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the lyric video. Okay. I'm going to do it. And then it's just like not happening or it's taking too long. I just, I can't let that be an excuse or let that slow me down. And so that's like the point where I'm like, okay, fine, go into Fiverr. I'm going to pay somebody else to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, don't let yourself stop yourself. And also I would say, um, it's a long game and like don't get discouraged when you really, if you release a song and and it doesn't do well, like don't, don't take it as a, as a hit to your ego. It's like, you never know what factors are, at play or not at play and it could just be the algorithm not favoring you it could be you just didn't market to the right people to the right niche or whatever just don't give up and don't take it personally just keep going and keep working on the next release because it is it, you build momentum as you go with each new thing that you release with each picture that you post with each tiktok it's like it, it's all it's all accumulating together so don't get discouraged and just keep going
0: I love it. Seriously, you guys, thank you so much for being on here today. And I feel like this is going to be so invaluable for people. And so if anyone's listening to this episode, and you've gotten value, or you think someone else could feel free to hit the share button and feel free. And I want you to go into the liner notes and check every one of these artists out. They're killing the game. And also their music is just awesome as well. So check them out, hit them up, follow them everywhere. And like I said, thank them in that form by listening and following them. Mm -hmm. Seriously, thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us this week on the Enlightened Musician podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theenlightenedmusician.com, where you can subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, this is Lauren Light.